0: everyone to the being inspired radio show i am your host amanda johnson and i am here with such a dear woman in my life someone who i have had the privilege of introducing one other time though you all never got to hear it we had such a an honor of communing together a few weeks prior to this show and had this beautiful conversation that um i would say unfortunately though i believe we will come to find out that it was fortunate in its own way the recording quality was such that i couldn't publish the episode and so i get to spend more time with shannon ledford and i get to share space with her again and i get to introduce you all to her in this moment in time and share with you her gifts her wisdom her insights, her inspiration, and I often share how I know the guests that I bring onto this show, and Shannon um, and I got commuted, got, um, uh, we were put in touch over Facebook, and she and I had um, no mutual Friends and women and sisters in our lives and she hosts a podcast that I had the honor of also being on and I remember the moment she reached out to me um, was so divine the timing of it was exactly as it was meant to be and it was one of those moments where I thought about her and then I received her message as if I created it as if I called out to her and she heard me across the hundreds of miles that separate us and those are the moments that really. remind me of our interconnectedness and how all things are exactly as they are meant to be and and our my relationship with Shannon is is no different, so I introduce you today to Shannon who is the host and creatrix of the Honor the Feminine podcast, which just celebrated their one-year birthday recently. So I celebrate her and all that they are creating in that podcast. She is blessed to share the amazing women and men in her life and how they honor the feminine and stay in touch with their intuition. Shannon wells up with emotion when she thinks about this and the beauty it has created in her life and radiates to the world. Shannon is a priestess who is finding her way in all the areas of her joyously full life. Shannon, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, Amanda, I am so excited to be sharing space with you again. Um, In some ways, I feel like I called this in because I love spending time with you. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Oh, yes. Mm. so we were yeah. yeah
0: please please tell that I want you to share with the audience what you had just alluded to before we started the recording
1: so when we got together about a month ago um I start I had started to really feel into that my the work that I'm meant to do in the world is around um intertwining and integrating the divine masculine with the divine feminine that I'd spent the last couple of years um really deepening into my divine feminine I'd come from this place where I'd been a corporate lawyer in Manhattan, um, which was very masculine. And I had brought all that masculine into a travel photography business and then into a into my my team um, that I do whole food supplements with. And it just wasn't working. So two years ago I was looking for um, I loved the what I was doing, but the how wasn't working anymore. And that's when I really found sisterhood and deepening into the divine feminine. And as that's happened, I could start to feel at the end of last year and the beginning of this year, how my work going forward was going to be this more intertwining of the divine masculine, and the divine feminine. And when I shared that with you a month ago, I then laughed and said, I don't know at all what this looks like. Right. And that, um, it felt like such a beautiful touchstone for me because in the past, I wouldn't have shared that without knowing exactly what it looked like so that I could share what that looked like with you and I could um, and I could feel like I was all together around it. And not having to have that knowledge, but also being able to start sharing um, publicly to the universe, to the goddess, to the women in my life, that this was starting to happen and I could feel it and I was starting to trust that, uh, God, that gives me chills as, as I do that. Um, I was starting to trust and then I'd spent some time at the end of the year, um, really getting intentional and, and, and setting up, you know, um, the ways in which I wanted to be, uh, in action in January. And it didn't, when January came about, it didn't feel that way at all. I felt heavy. It felt, um, difficult to push through, like pushing through molasses and I had to slow down and it felt highly, highly uncomfortable for me as a woman of action. But what came about about three weeks after our conversation, and that conversation really opened up, opened me up to start talking about that more and more of the arenas in my life, is I got one of those channel downloads of the framework of how I'm meant to bring this forth in the coming year. And wow. I'm still really working with the details of that. So I, I'm not overly sharing about that, but it started here. It started with you and I Mm. coming together in sisterhood. And I just, I I feel so grateful that we did that and to you for that. Wow. Thank
0: you for sharing that. And my body is just light with energy and chills and uh, truth bumps. And it is powerful to me that, well, so many things. And one of that being, to your point, it started by coming together, by sharing space, by your willingness, and here's what I hear, your willingness to say that which you are yet completely uncertain of. You, you had an inkling, a feeling, uh, something not quite you know, fitting right anymore, and rather than your old patterns, habits, need to show up, have it all figured out, buttoned up know what I'm talking about which would have been you in the past years ago you showed up vulnerable willing and from that space which happened to be between you and I on this uh show you that that was then those seeds were planted and the universe said awesome you don't have to worry about the how (laughs) I've got that so thanks for bringing me the seeds. so now we can start to you know, to see what grows from that. And I, I honor you in that. And I love that nothing is a mistake. That's the other huge takeaway for me in this. And because that because that is, of course, one of my deep lessons I'm here to learn, and therefore share with others and teach to others, nothing is a mistake, we could have had that episode, you know, we could have responded in so many ways to it, we could have pushed it out, forced it into the world. Ah, it's got to, you know, we could have said, ah, well, I guess we just aren't meant to talk again. You know, um, we could have gotten angry, bitter. You could have been resentful. I don't, you know, who knows? There could have been so many ways we responded and we chose to, to trust. We chose to do it again. We chose to see the gift in it, which is how life is. So thank you for seeing the gift in it and thank you for sharing that with us.
1: Yes, um and I really do. I I see the gift in it. And and the the phrase that sort of stuck with me as you were talking was we could have forced it into the world. And that's another lesson that actually since we've been together has come up again. Um you mentioned that we did have the first birthday of the podcast. It was actually last week. And I I had this, this, again, this big touchstone and this, and this uh, big revelation about the shifts that I've made, uh, particularly in the last year, because a year ago, when I put the podcast out, I forced her out. I could no longer hold her in my body. She had to get out of me and into the world. And in that, I didn't show her the reverence and devotion that I actually felt for her. And if I'm truthful, I don't know that I knew how to show her that reverence and devotion. And so in this first birthday, in the first anniversary of the podcast, I really celebrated. I took the day off. I celebrated her. I did a a virtual celebration circle where others could come together and celebrate me and her. And I got really open to receiving and I had to be very conscious about continuing to do that opening that day, that, that day and the couple of days beyond that. And in all of that, in showing her the reverence and devotion and the, and the celebration, um, that afternoon, I went for this luxurious foot soak here as, um, as a gift to myself for the podcast in celebration. And, For the last couple of years, there's been this idea around that um, my my businesses have their own persona, right? That they're actually, they have their own essence, their own persona, and that really we're doing a dance and communing together. Now, I could sort of feel that, but not really. And I, I sort of thought it was also sort of silly, really. But I'll tell you that as I sat with my feet in that warm water and I was showing the Honor the Feminine podcast, the reverence and devotion and celebration, she came to me and I could see her very clearly. And she let me know um, how much she was enjoying the celebration and the reverence and that she's ready to radiate out into the world in a bigger way and ready to do that dance with me. And it I mean, it blew my mind to be honest.
0: Yeah, that sounds so awesome. And what I again, as I hear you share this, and then this I think is a beautiful segue to actually going back into some of the conversation that precipitated all of this, right? And then and that we we unravel together uh previously because what I hear you saying is you're yes, there's It's the balance. So it's not about forcing it out into the world when it's not ready, but there is that. There's, um, it sounds like certainly in your history and your experience, and uh, I know in my own, there's this, we gotta just get it out there, push through, right? Let's let's move forward. And that can feel like forceful and um, potentially masculine, right? We're gonna charge ahead. It's a very masculine energy. Equally, as you were describing it, the other image I had was, and you you alluded to it in your metaphor, it's like giving birth. And let's be honest, at some point, you just got to push it out. <laughs> like you just gotta, I mean, you know, we can't sit with that thing in our, in our uterus, in our womb forever until we feel ready and everything feels easy and it's going to look beautiful. And now I'm going to push it out. I mean... Of course we can create our experience around it. And the reality is that that thing has gotta have to come out. And so what I actually love is this recognition of yours that it was forced out. There's some truth to that, you know, it just kind of got pushed out. And in so doing, it may not have then been treated with the reverence that it is deserving. Same with a baby. I mean, you know, when we just get a baby out. Sometimes we're screaming and we're crying, you know, we aren't celebrating the child immediately. And so I think there's such a beautiful metaphor um, as I look at that. And again, coming back to the balance, um, which again, I think was a big aha moment, even as you reviewed your your past of what it was like to find that balance where again it, you took a you took a spa day and you soaked your feet and that's beautiful and you don't do that every day you do that in honor of having pushed that baby out right. so you found you find both of them so that you and here's the quote I want to share today mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's the same quote I shared last time but this one is what stood out to me and it's from um it's from the, the Dao De Ching. And I, I'll read the quote, although actually I no, I'm not. I'm going to read the quote, um, a paraphrase of that quote that comes from the untethered soul by Michael Singer. And Michael Singer in his book, The Untethered Soul, says this, which I think is what we are pointing to right now, and what, what I'd love to continue to unpack. The treatise of all of life is this, the balance of the yin and the yang the feminine and the masculine the dark and the light the treaties of all of life is that and that it comes from what the dao speaks about in terms of balance which is the merging of the yin and the yang
1: Ooh.
0: so that i'd love to uh, continue to uh Explore that with you today because I think that's exactly what you're speaking to. So, lead us through that for you, you know, in terms of your journey, your um, how you are navigating what really is the treaty to all of us to
1: find that balance.
0: What has your journey looked like?
1: Yeah, um, I think I want to start with that each of us has the yin and the yang, the masculine and the feminine energy within us. And that when we find that place of intertwining and integration and those those points where they intersect, those can be really, really powerful points for all of us. Um, But that, so much has gone on that we've gotten away from the divinity of it, the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And in that we've started to look outside of ourselves and that really it's happening internally within ourselves. And as we all feel the rising of that and the coming home to that and the remembering of that, that's going to start to happen, right? That, that, the, the, feeling how powerful that is, is really going to start to happen. And it's going to make profound changes in the external, but it's going to start within each of us. And I think the place where I've seen it with me, because um, we were sort of talking about action, right? So for me, I've noticed that in the past, in in playing in a, in a really masculine arena as a corporate lawyer, I... Had gotten into this um story around if I was busy, then I was worth something. So my self-worth had gotten tied to the busyness. And it created this cycle where I was doing action for action's sake, thinking that I was accomplishing or moving forward in the way that I desired. When in truth I was just depleting myself. And the big shift for me to the to the more feminine or the more um intertwined and integrated isn't around just sitting back and doing a meditation to to manifest and letting it happen for me it's around spending that time in the feminine getting quiet and whether it comes up as pulling oracle cards as a ritual doing some journaling on a given day a meditation a walk out in nature whatever that looks like that can help me create the space to, to set the intention and then move into action, which for me has turned into, that then creates the inspired action that fills me up rather than depletes me. And so instead of this male, masculine sort of bulldozing my way with the action going forward, thinking I was creating the road, it's more of that dance that I'm talking about. And when you're dancing, you don't stand in one place, but there's a fluidity and there's an intention behind it. So, yeah,
0: How beautiful. And I love that image of the dancing. And as I, as I see that, it, it's we're not in one place, and we are we're twirling, and we are we're reaching all sides of the dance floor. Because what I think is so powerful about what you're saying and what you're exploring very, very personally, which again, what we are here to learn, we teach, and it is by teaching that we learn it more. I mean, that, which is so powerful. Um, okay, yeah, let's is.
1: pause for a second on yeah, that. That's, go ahead. that's huge. Like what we're here to teach is what we're learning about ourselves. And so it goes back to that touchstone that we originally talked about where I had to have it all figured out and buttoned up so that I could share it with you and, and you would know how smart and I am and all of those things. Now it's not about that. It's about the playing and we're all playing together, you know? And it goes back to that and that what I'm teaching Mm. is is what I'm learning and it's what I've maybe just learned last week versus or or even last month. It's not even what I learned a couple of years ago, you know, because we're walking it together in collaboration with. In sacred space, and so that's become a big thing for me too. Is about creating a way in which I can hold sacred space for for my unfolding and for those that are coming into the sacred space for their unfolding to happen. Yes, that's it. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Thank you for pausing because you're absolutely right. That is huge, and it is something that I I see in my own life over and over. And I, it is an invitation. To everyone listening. What is it? What is that thing? Because more than likely, it's going to show up. It's a theme in your life. It is a pattern. It is the type of person you continue to attract. It is the type of job you find yourself going into it is a type whatever it is. And, and To Shannon's point, we don't need to now have mastered this thing 5 or 10 years ago to now teach it because it is through the teaching we learn it on a deeper level. And so that is why we keep teaching it as we go, and I think that is so profound for all of us to be reminded of. And so for you, I hear this it's this the, the marriage, the dance. The intertwining of the masculine and feminine which again dance is such a beautiful metaphor for this when we think of it the man and the woman on the dance floor as it often is found how they spin they intertwine they they move and they each have their they each have their role they each have such a specific role to play and it is important without the masculine's grip without his structure In holding the woman if you've ever ballroomed danced or partner danced um, which I have only a few times but that boy it is a difference when the man has a strong grip he is in control of your movement he is guiding you strategically he knows he knows how to navigate and it's firm it is um, there is a strength and a power in it and the woman she must remain agile She must remain soft and flexible and be willing Mm -hmm. to move and spin and on a whim. She doesn't even know the next turn, when is it coming? The man decides in the moment, gives her the cue, the signal, boom, and she spins. So because she's ready and willing. And it is, if you notice, and I know from firsthand experience, the dance doesn't work when a the man is kind of loosey goosey, spaghetti arms, just kind of like, well, I'm not really sure. And it certainly doesn't work when the woman is trying to lead, because then you have, and all of a sudden it doesn't work. It just doesn't. So, thank you for get, they saying dance. This has just opened up a whole new metaphor for me. <laughs>
1: Well, and something you touched on that's so beautiful that is another place where I've been playing is around structure and flow. So there was this point where I wanted to move away from structure because that felt masculine and rigid. But what I've learned about myself in the last year is that if I can set up the structure, the systems and protocols for what I'm launching and what's coming next, um, it actually creates the confidence for me then to flow into right for the for the feminine to have that structure so that she can flow and be fluid. And so you really beautifully gave me another visual on that.
0: Yeah, cuz in the dance the woman can only flow if that man gives her the cue, gives her that firm hand on the shoulder blade, the the push with his hand to just offer a little because if the woman doesn't have that structure, she is not safe to flow so you're i love that you're saying this and i i have certainly experienced this firsthand in in the creation of my book um you know in that's another way in our business in our writing in however we show up allowing there to be some structure so that the flow can can uh can happen it can be safe to let go and you're because i love what you're saying and i think this is something else for our audience that you know, sometimes we're getting this idea of the feminine, and I want to say this, you touched upon it earlier, it is the, what I, my perspective is the reason we are honoring the feminine um, more intentionally is because we have lived with such imbalance in our outside world right in the exterior as well as as which has then of course fed the inner world and and then it just perpetuates both ways right because you're right it does start within and we have all been you know raised and um and and we have had all of these ideologies placed upon us and so yes we've lived so out of balance that to find our balance sometimes means needing to accentuate the other for a moment right? And so I I do want to draw attention because we're not, and then what we're not saying, we're not saying, I don't think, uh, this is what I hear you saying, that then we just, oh, let's all live at spas all day and sit in meditation and and simply wish (laughs) things into existence, right? So that's what I love about this idea of balance. It takes both.
1: Yeah. And that's very interesting because while the podcast is called Honor the Feminine, that isn't about feminine, and it never has been for me about feminine good and masculine bad, right? It's been about, I'd gotten so out of balance in the the masculine that I needed my pendulum to swing to honor the feminine to create the balance. And so my experience is exactly what you're talking about. And actually, one of the things that um, is starting to happen more, and that I've desired from the beginning as well, is that um, a lot of my guests on the Honor the Feminine podcast, as you can imagine, are my sisters, right? These amazing women. But I've known from the beginning that I wanted to create space for the men who are honoring the feminine to join us. Because I think we do ourselves a disservice to not hear their voices in the conversation. And so a number of them are starting to come on along and and c- come into the sacred space and and have their voices be heard. And that feels really delicious to me.
0: That is so powerful, so powerful. Mm, I, 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 um, I can envision because there is the, there's the risk. Like anything, there is a risk of getting stuck on the other extreme. And so, how, how beautiful that you recognize it and you recognize it from the beginning, and now you are inviting, you are opening this space to invite the men. Uh, who also, of course, as you said from the very beginning, we all have both, and that's—I mean—very biologically, literally, we have both. It takes yes. both. Sets. Yes. It,
1: it takes both so sets good.
0: to make us, you know. So we we can't get away from it. It is in our DNA, and and so it is fascinating to me. Then, the different layers we all go around creating in terms of what what does it mean to be masculine, what does it mean to be feminine, and then how do we get in in fear of that or how do we get in experience resistance to that how some of it just gets shut down and we each have our own story um for that and actually that's something that i I would love to ask you do you this is coming to me now do you get a sense of you know is there a reason you live in your mask? you in the past lived in your masculine you found yourself corporate lawyer you know you're doing this, this these masculine jobs have you ever have you ever played that game of reflecting back and saying, gosh, where did this
1: come from, you know? Um, I think, I think for me, it's, it's family conditioning, right? So I grew up in a really traditional household where my father was the provider and, and my mom um, was my mom, you know, she, she was a, a homemaker and, and she, she took care of my sister and I, and she's really great at it. And I love her immensely, but I never wanted to be her. Right? Like, I really respect her and love her, and she's been my best friend in this lifetime. Um, But I never wanted to be her. And so, as a way of resisting that, I moved into my masculine. And then, you know, my story is around making my father proud. Like, that's sort of my core story, right? That a lot of what I do is around that. And I've actually been unraveling that in the past year to feel into. What would it feel like if that wasn't my motivation? Like, what would that feel like to me? So there's been some beautiful learnings and lessons as that gets pulled apart. But I think that's where it got set up for me, right? How do I make my father proud? He very much lives in the, in the masculine as the provider, loving and adoring my mother, but not wanting to be her. So resisting that. So it was this very comfortable place for me, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. Which hitting the nail on the head, that's it is what is comfortable is where we land. And so um, I, I imagine each person listening uh, could get curious and see where this stems from, and not that that's the end all be all, and even yeah. really the important piece, because because it's not, uh, in my opinion, and I think even what you're saying, that's the story. That's what we have made something in our past mean. And so it can be fun, potentially, and maybe painful. To look back and say, well, where's that coming from? The important piece is, of course, where we are now and then the choices we're making now. um, Sometimes, though, that can can provide insight.
1: So, it can beautifully inform our choices now, right? Yes, exactly. As we get a little more awareness, as, as we get a little more intentional about being aware of that, we just can better inform our choices now, right? And there's a time back, you know, 10, 15 years ago where as i would talk about this this would have felt really different right there would have been a blaming going on you know my mother did this to me or my father did this and this is why this happened what i see now is again that dance that dance and the soul contract that he and i did and continue to do and what the lessons that i get to learn from that and him too right but it's it's no more about pointing fingers cuz it's it that doesn't that just doesn't feel good to me, basically. (laughs) Yeah,
0: right. Well, and it doesn't serve anybody. And we're all learning that. And it's so powerful as we learn that lesson deeper and deeper. This question has been rattling around. So I want to ask, have you read David Data? Dear Lover is the book I'm thinking of specifically. No. So I would be fascinated. Um, I, I was instructed to read it. It was some of my required reading for um, Janine Yoder's Mentor class, And I remember at the time he has two books. Uh, I mean, at least the, the two we, we were asked to read, Dear Lover and The Way of the Superior Man. And I actually find both. Well, I, interestingly, so Dear Lover is written for the woman in mind um, and actually... Let me, if I remember correctly, it is actually written from the female perspective. So, David Data is the author writing it as if he were a woman requesting this of her lover, dear lover. And these are all of these things. Okay. Um, whereas the way
1: fascinating, of the- by the way. Right? Yes. And I
0: would actually, so I would just love, and so I was curious if you already had stumbled upon this in your path. Um, and if you're drawn to it, please text me, call me, message me after you have done, because I'd love to talk about it. Maybe I'll have you back. We'll do a whole book book report on it. Um, I love it. <laughs> but it's right up. And the, the the combination of the two books is very powerful because, of course, then the way of the superior man is the masculine point of view, perspective. And when read together, there's this beautiful gift I believe and and of course when I read your lover I didn't resonate with much of it you know I was like Meh. and of course <laughs> it was because at the time and even to this day potentially my feminine hasn't been um revered you know as as you said earlier she hasn't been been celebrated and um of course the way the superior man resonated on so many levels which was really interesting to me so <laughs> i offer that uh, i'd love for you to check them out you know if it if it calls to you i'd love your perspective on that so anyway yeah I had to ask.
1: it actually it did call to me and i know it did because i wrote them down like i made a note
0: <laughs> brilliant so we're gonna we're gonna ch- chat again after you read those books
1: okay i'd love that
0: <laughs> awesome so, my dear, what else is coming up?, uh, you know this is also f- fun for me because in my mind, I'm thinking, well, we've already had this conversation. so what <laughs> what's true and present today rather than me trying to remember what we had we had touched upon before? Um, what else is coming up for you around these this dance that you are engaged in right now?
1: You know, for me, um, it's very interesting um, because I have felt into, because what got channeled on the the program that'll come at the end of the year was the timing and, and a lot of the structure. Now it's about me deepening into my lessons around that structure. And so I've had to, um, there was that part of me, and I think it's a little bit that masculine part, that wanted to get more clear on launch strategy for this program. Right. And as I started to feel into that, I realized that I was bypassing the really deep work in the creation of the program and not to do that, like to really plant that seed and nurture her for the next few months and, and really let her bloom some and get to know her and dance with her more before heading into all of the strategy and the, and the, and the systems and protocols that I actually do love. Right. So that's been a really big lesson for me just in the last couple of weeks.
0: That's, I love that. And here's why I love it so much. This is something also I am learning and discovering in my life is that it is not that in your case structure is bad it is the enemy we need to you know no longer strategize and that is how i evolve and 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 transform and i i become enlightened by you know shunning all of these these things as seeing them as as my enemy and instead it is transforming our relationship with them so it is you know structure in and of itself is not bad or wrong it is how you now relate to it how do you now dance with it and i love that that is such a beautiful you you have that in your life right now that that oh i'm being pulled i want to because of course you love it and why not and still now you can say can i pause give it space plant and water and nurture my seed let it bloom what a beautiful image and then i can use that support that structure and, and, and let that flower bloom into it. And so, so again, we can apply that in so many ways in our own lives. And I love that. Thank yeah, you for and sharing. That's,
1: and that's all that lesson that we've talked about this whole time, right? Just coming up again, right in this moment now, you know, and, and that'll be part of the, the dance and the the lessons that I'm sharing with the women that, that join me right in this program. Cause It'll be, mm-hmm. it, and it'll be all infused already in the program because it'll be part of the journey. <sighs>
0: <sighs> yeah. Oh, I love and it. I I'm... just
1: realized that. So yay, light bulb. So feels yeah. so good. <laughs> amazing. Well, oh,
0: this has been amazing. This has been wonderful. And I, I will say I'm staring at these um, goddess cards that I drew before our our, um, talk today, as I sat in meditation. And these are the Doreen Virtue Goddess cards that I I like to pull from every now and again. And what is interesting, two of them, yeah, I know, a beautiful deck. Two of them fell out, one fell out, and actually I wasn't satisfied. So I let another one fall out. And here's the thing, it was absolutely divine. And I just Like, it just hit me as to why, as you were talking, because they're sitting right here in front of me. And the two that I drew, or that really found me, um, were, are Mott, the goddess of fairness, and Pele, the goddess of divine passion. And I don't know about you, Shannon, but those feel like very masculine and very feminine energies,
1: Well, I'm going to tell you a little secret around Pele. She's very up in my life. And when I did my, um, I love cards. I love Oracle cards. I love to play with them. And the spread that I did for this coming year, the card that came out of the deck was Pele. And she had never shown Mm. up for me before.
0: Yeah, that is good. (laughs)
1: And, that and there's that really fiery good. explosive and a lot of the other cards that i pulled um and I, I i used a couple of different decks talked about the darkness like i got the dark madonna out of the mother mary and i've uh, out of the sacred rebels it was a card about darkness and so i know that i need to get comfortable and play in my darkness a bit this year mm-hmm. which again I I use the word play, and sometimes it is really fun, and sometimes it's highly uncomfortable. And I'm actually open to both.
0: I love that. Yeah, play, exploring this word with a very dear friend of mine who will also be on the show. uh, So I won't spoil all of this because this will probably come up, but there is this idea that play, you know, play can like end in skinned knees and tears, like it can, you know, so play isn't always comfortable. Oh, Oh,
1: I love that. The skin, knees and tears still worth the play. Oh,
0: Mm -hmm. exactly. It is still worth it. And we get ourselves up and we play again the next day. So it's so powerful. What we've, we've really, I'm like celebrating our metaphors today. We've really just been rocking it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) We've handled a bunch of beautiful visuals today, which I, I just love because I, having been a photographer like I work in visuals and so when the analogies can really give that visual they they deepen in for me they spiral down a bit so that's it's been really fun
0: thank you yeah there must be your visual energy for sure feeding it because I often am not a visual person so the fact that these have come so readily today there's something in this the, the co-creation of that for sure so ah well shannon let's pivot this has been so powerful and um i just i'm thrilled that our audience is receiving this and i would love for them to to get to know you a little more personally and so i will end with my favorite questions um, and and see what you have to share today as i ask them so the first one is who is a source of inspiration for you and why
1: that's interesting Um, I don't actually remember what I said a month ago, but as it came today, it went in the two directions of um, my mother, who I talked about loving so so dearly, but maybe not wanting to be. Um, She has Alzheimer's now. And so um, I feel very inspired. I, I can see now how beautifully magic, how much beautiful magic she brought to our lives, even though I didn't perhaps resonate with it as fully growing up as I do now. And then it goes in the other direction to my daughter, who's three, who is, who I call the rainbow unicorn and who steeps me in magic every day. So it goes in, in the Mm. both, in the, in the lineage directions. Wow. Mm.
0: The feminine from before and the one being you've passed down. And of course you are in all of that and they are in all of it. Oh, that's Mm. so powerful. Beautiful. What place or activity is inspiring to you right now?
1: I do remember what I said to this, and I'm actually going to go with the same. It's really being outside. It's really being out in nature. And I shared with you that um, I tend to be what I call an inside girl. (laughs) Um, I'm not drawn outside the way I know a lot of people are, a lot of my sisters are, but I am feeling drawn outside um now and have been for the last month. And I I think it's that creating more of a relationship with Gaia, with Mother Earth, and grounding into her. And so I'm liking being outside with her and Father Sky and um and in and when I'm out doing that, being more playful around it and seeing what I notice and how it all comes together. No.
0: And I love that it's Mother Earth and Father Sky. Again, they are together just remembering that and being reminded of that. What about a book? Do you have a favorite book or two that has been, you know, inspirational to you on your journey?
1: Yeah, of late, I've had a couple of books, and I actually read a lot. Um, But I've had a couple of books lately, that in the last six months that have, um, they've like downloaded to my system. And I know this is happening for me because often I can tune things out and read. But with these two books, um, I needed it to be quiet because it was literally downloading to my cells. And those books are um, Diana Herself by Martha Beck, um, which is just an incredible story. And, And then Gaia Codex by Sarah Drew. And both are fiction. And we did talk a little bit last time around, I'm on a nonfiction hiatus. I may have to break it for the books we talked about today. but um I'm in a, I'm in a fiction mode because i I was feeling oversaturated. so yeah, beautiful.
0: And what a, and that's just a gift again to our listeners who we you don't always in section to find inspiration, though I'm cer- certainly guilty of it myself. And I'm really thrilled to hear. Uh, and Diana herself has now come up multiple times. Mostly you've shared it before now. And also I've heard it from another guest downloading that one onto my Kindle next, um, to open up my eyes to some more. Fiction reading that are that's still powerful and and resonant with with who I am. So thank you for that. And, um, my last couple of questions. I want to ask what it is that you're working on. You've, you've already started to maybe, uh, tempt us a little bit here in this or or start to plant the seeds, if there's anything more you're willing to share or want to share about what you're creating that's really exciting and inspirational to you?
1: Yeah, and it's not meant to be, um, like, tempting. I'm just not sure what it is exactly yet. (laughs) So, um, but what I do know is that um, my community, I'm going to be offering for my community something called Cultivate Connection. So it's going to be a free offering and it's going to be eight days of unfolding. So that'll start March 1st and culminate on March 8th with a celebrate with a circle in celebration of international women's day. So that's what's sort of coming next to get, um, Mm. more involved and to get to deepen in with me and connect with me. So,
0: okay. So for those who now are inspired to get involved with that or reach out, learn more about you, hear your podcast, where should they go?
1: Yeah. To it, the honor dot com, and so all the information will be there around cultivate connection, around the the beautiful um, episodes that are coming out um, with the podcast and the past episodes. You can find Amanda with us as well, so that's fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: I, actually, I'm inspired. I want to go back and listen to our conversation again see what that. It's fun to go back sometimes to the archives and pull them sure. out, or dust them off. Well. Awesome. So honorthefeminine.com. Of course, it will be linked. Um, if you're watching this show from someplace on a mobile device or your computer, which I imagine you are, unless you have some amazing ability to like tap in and just like download this from the universe, which at some point we might, we might get to that point. Um, I want to beat
1: you if you're doing
0: it that way. <laughs> Yes, if if that's you, we just talk. You need to like send us an, an email, and you can probably just think it into existence, and it will email us. Um, Please do because we want to know you and meet you. So this has been exceptional again, and I am just I am filled with reverence, with um, honor of Shannon and who she is and what she creates of our space together and what we have co-created, because nothing is. Um, separate from the other. And we are all interconnected. And I believe this show continues to confirm that for me in my own life. So thank you to my guests, to Shannon, to all of you who are listening, who participate in that and make that possible for all of this to to happen. And it is such a pleasure to share it with you.
1: And Amanda, thank you, my love. This was so fun again.
0: You are so very welcome. So, for all those who are listening, thank you for taking the time to sit with us in this space to be inspired, to get curious, to be still, to honor the dance of the feminine and the masculine in your own life, and to show up in that way as you continue to learn your lessons and then teach others which continue to deepen your learning. So go out, be the ripple effect that you want to be in the world. Check out Shannon, all the incredible work she is up to. Check out her podcast. You can find it on iTunes. You can subscribe to my already as these conversations are going to continue. And I am so grateful for this opportunity. Until next time, many blessings.